Hello, this is Gary Hutchins, minister with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ here in Omaha, Nebraska, and we welcome you to Search the Scriptures. We appreciate you tuning in to Search the Scriptures. We hope that you are doing so every day at this time. And we hope that you are being motivated, at least greatly, because you are realizing that you're actually learning the Bible on this radio program. We strive to do exactly as the name Search the Scriptures suggests. We get into God's Word, we dig beneath the surface, look at it in depth and in detail, and yet we strive to explain it in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your personal life. We want you to do more, though, than just listen to a radio program. We'd love to send you a free Bible study through the regular mail. We send it all over this area and across the country, literally. And when we say free, we mean exactly that. We'll even pay the postage both ways. Why don't you have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready? We'll give you all of the information how you can receive that free Bible study at the end of the program today. We'd also love to have you come and worship with us and study and grow spiritually with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. If you want to find a church that teaches the Bible, we want to encourage you to come and worship and study with us. Now, you're not going to find a band. You're not going to find a theatrical production. You're going to find a church that simply strives to be that church that we all read about in the Bible. Nothing more, nothing less. So have that pencil or pen and piece of paper ready. We'll give you the times of our services and the address of our church building at the end of the program today. We hope to see you soon. It's good to be here today with Dennis Stackhouse. Well, thank you, Gary. As always, it's a great pleasure to be here with you. And again, we'd like to welcome our listening audience. And, you know, I was just thinking before I came over today how blessed we are to be living in this country, how blessed we are to have such a ready access to God's Word, and how blessed we are to have a Savior like Jesus Christ who's available for each and every one of us. You know, that is a really good way to think about it. I'm not sure that too many of us reflect, you know, that uh, profoundly on our situation. But we need to. We are extremely blessed. We do have a great opportunity. That's right. And, And how wonderful to be able to get on this radio program and have access to the airwaves whereby we can, you know, reach out to literally hundreds, thousands, Mm -hmm. and who knows how many through the internet itself. Mm, That's right. Potentially millions. Could be. And and to share that message that Jesus Christ brought to earth from heaven, specifically geared to our opportunity to come to salvation through him. That's right. What a blessing. Well, we're studying exactly about that. We're studying about Christ We have been uh, looking at this particular study for a number of days now, and we want to continue on. We've made the point that this is a time when a lot of people are thinking about where they're at spiritually. Yes, that's right, Gary. And as we've mentioned uh, probably more than once, it's very appropriate for us as human beings to do that very thing. And, And I'm not talking just about those who may not be Christians, I'm talking about those even who are Christians. You know, as Christian individuals, it's appropriate for every one of us to stop and reflect upon where we are 
in that walk with Christ and to make sure we're on the right path. In fact, we're actually encouraged, admonished to do that in Scripture a number of times. That's right. To examine ourselves regularly. Yes. Make sure that we're in the faith. Right. And we need to, we need to really stop and, and reflect on a regular basis. Where am I and what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, in our last program, we, we made the point that if we live this life and we accumulate all kinds of wealth or we accumulate uh, all kinds of recognition and accolades from our peers or our society or we gain position, you know, in, in, a, in a great company or, or whatever it might be. If we don't get to heaven, none of that matters. We've failed yes, in our that's life. Right. That's right. And we've also, I, I think we could say, to, to a, a great extent, we failed those around us mm-hmm. whom we could and should be influencing to heaven themselves. That's right, Gary. It's a fact that every one of us has a sphere of influence with those that we come into regular contact with. And it may not be something we think about on a regular basis. We may not like it, but again, that doesn't change the fact that it's there. Someone is always watching us. That's right. That's right. And, and as you said, we may not like that idea, mm-hmm. but it's reality nonetheless. It and right. certainly our families are watching us, our children, our spouses, you know, they're watching us and we need to be the proper influences Toward them, mm-hmm. now we have gone into a great deal of depth, and 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 I think in a rather profound way we have studied about Christ and who He is, and being God on Earth, being God the Son, being full deity, and we've also seen that He is our Lord and Savior. Now we need to understand that fact, and then we need to respond to that reality, that Jesus Christ is our Savior, our only Savior. In our last program, we really emphasized that. Yes. It doesn't matter whether we believe in him or not. He's still our Savior, Mm -hmm. our only Savior. That's right. And we may have some other system of belief. We may believe in some other kind of Savior or some other system entirely. We may say, I don't believe in Christianity at all. That doesn't matter as to the reality that Jesus Christ is still our only Savior. Doesn't change that fact. That's right. Only through him can we have hope of being with God for eternity and ultimately eternal salvation. Yes, that's correct. Now that would also take into account the atheist who says, I don't even believe in God. I don't believe in Christ. Mm -hmm. Your disbelieving does not change the reality. That's right. Truth is still truth whether anybody believes it or not. Exactly right. And so Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me, John 14 and verse 6. That's right. What did Jesus come to this earth to do? Luke chapter 19 and verse 10. Puts it very clearly for us, Gary. We read there, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And that being mankind. Mankind, that's right. And we're talking about from a, from a spiritual perspective. That's right. Okay. Now, what did Peter say in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 in reference to Christ being our Savior? 
Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. No other name given among men under heaven by which we must be saved. Right. Only through Christ, then. That's right. Peter was dogmatic about that. Uh, yes, he was. <laughs> and very accurately so. That's correct. He minced no words. I don't uh, think he was terribly concerned about being politically correct. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's, there's a problem. We've got political correctness gone amok in our society today, our culture. Mm-hmm. And so, well, you can't say that. Who are you to say that? Hey, and I believe you pointed this out uh, either at our last lesson or earlier today. Uh, it's God's word. That's right. If you don't like it, take it up with the, with the author. Mm-hmm. Get mad at God. Don't get mad at me. Mm-hmm. We're, just, we're just communicating what is there. Right. And so God has given us one way to eternal salvation. Mm-hmm. And that's through our one Savior, Jesus Christ. And that, I think, brings up a good point, too, Gary. It's one reason we encourage our listeners to follow along with their own Bibles, because we're not making this up as we go. We're not setting forth a Church of Christ doctrine, so to speak. We're simply trying to communicate the things that God has already recorded for us in his word, not our word. It's his word. His word. Exactly right. Let's look at the what we call the great invitation in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Jesus invites all of us, calls all of us to come to him for eternal rest. That's correct. The invitation is to everybody. It is. Okay. Now I know that some people might say, well, what about those people over there in communist China who have never heard the name of Christ? Well, we could think of some people in some other places probably who would fall into similar situations, and we could probably think about similar people in different places through all generations. Yes. But the fact is, God began with one man and one woman. The entire world's population knew about God. That's right. That was Genesis chapter 3. We're reading about them, you know. And by Genesis chapter 6, the world had become so corrupt, so wicked, that God decided to destroy mankind. And but for the family of Noah, mm-hmm. he would have destroyed all of humankind. That's right. Now, so chapters 6 through 9 give us the accounting of the flood. By Genesis chapter 12, the appearance seems to be that mankind is turned away from God again, pretty much. Yes. And it's turned to idolatry, the worship of idols. Right. Well, the rest of the Old Testament talks about how God was working things around and preparing things for the, so that he could send his son personally, Jesus Christ, into this world to bring the gospel message of salvation. Mm-hmm. And so we read about that coming to fruition in Matthew chapter 1, and what did most of the people do? They rejected him. That's correct. 
Even those who were supposed to be most ready for him, most of those rejected him. So the fact that there are people in different parts of the world today who may have never heard the name of Jesus Christ, that's not God's fault. No, it's not. God has gone way more than halfway. Oh, yes. So it's man's fault that mankind has become so careless and lax in their relationship to God. Yes, that's correct. Now, again, that comes back to what we're talking about in this study. What do we do about that? Okay, we know about Jesus Christ. We know he's our Lord and Savior. What are we going to do about that? How are we going to respond? He came into this world to seek and to save the lost, Luke 19.10. He gives us that great invitation. says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, Matthew 11.28 through 30. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we going to accept the invitation? Mm-hmm. That's the big question. Big question. Big question. Now, let me help us kind of transition our thinking here. I think, Dennis, there are a whole lot of people who know about Christ, and probably most everybody who's listening to us today would say, yeah, yeah, that's right. Boy, they've got it straight there. They're, they're, they're telling the truth. They believe in Christ. Mm-hmm. But now there are a whole lot of them who still may not be doing very much about that belief. That's true. Now, there's a difference between knowing Christ and just knowing about Christ. Correct. There are a lot of parents, I believe, who probably teach their children something about Christ, but they don't set much of an example before their children that they really know Christ. Yes, that's unfortunate. There's an interesting passage in James chapter 2 and verse 19. How about reading that for us? Okay. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Now, knowing about Christ as our Lord and Savior, as the Son of God, is an intellectual understanding. Right. Knowing Christ is a lifestyle, isn't it? It is. Of commitment and dedication, obedience, faithfulness. That's knowing Christ. That's right. In James 2 and verse 19, James describes for us some beings who have absolute knowledge that God is And I think by intimation, we can say, they know that Christ is too. Yes, that's correct. They're the demons in hell. Yes. But they're still the demons. They're still in hell. They're still in that place that we would term as outer darkness, Mm -hmm. place of eternal condemnation, but they know about Christ. Right. Right. So I guess we could say, Dennis, that it is possible to know about Christ and still be lost eternally. Well, I think that makes it clear, Gary. Uh, That is a definite possibility, and not just for those demons. It would be for any one of us. 
And that's where we really need to uh, sober up. That's right, yes. We can live this life knowing about Christ and still be lost eternally because we never take the step or do what we need to do to get to know Christ. Yes, that's correct. We never make a commitment to him. We never obey his teachings. We never follow him actively. Mm-hmm. We just end up knowing about him. Right. And that's not good enough. That's not good enough. I think a lot of people would say, oh, yeah, I know Jesus. Oh, yeah. They just know about him. Mm-hmm. You look at their lives, and they're not living lives dedicated to Christ. They're a contradiction. That exactly right. Living contradiction. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to make sure that that's not the case with us. Knowing Christ, again, describes a personal relationship with him based upon knowledge of his teachings and acceptance of those teachings and obedience to him. We could, we could liken it to giving our lives to him. I think that's a really good way to understand it. I think that's that's, not not just a verbal thing. Go ahead. Oh, sorry to interrupt there, Gary. But yes, I think that's exactly right. And it's a good point. It's uh, similar, I believe, and we can relate it to what Paul recorded for us in Galatians 2 and verse 20, where he talks about the fact that it's no longer he that's living, but Christ is living in him. And, of course, the reason he gave for that was, he said, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And then he goes on, and I think he emphasizes the very thing that you're speaking about by saying it's a life of faithfulness, a life of dedication, a life of total commitment to Jesus. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me, and who gave himself up for me. That's exactly right. And he does say, this isn't me living anymore. Right. It's Christ living in me. Now, right. he had, he's not saying that something, somehow he had uh, become a different being, no. you know, but he's, he's saying, I've given up my life to him. He yes. now, I've given my life over to him. Mm-hmm. I have submitted myself to his will. Now, he's not saying that Jesus you know, was there all the time and told him, Paul, you do this and Paul, you do that and, and just kind of overwhelmed him and possessed him and all of that. He said, no, no, no. It's the idea that I understand who he is. I've, I've studied his teachings. I know and I accept that I'm living by those teachings. Mm-hmm. We can do that as we study his word today and make the proper application of those teachings to our lives. That's right. In fact, that's exactly how Paul describes real faith in Romans 10 and verse 17. Mm-hmm. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. That's right. So as we come to understand what the Bible teaches us about Christ mm-hmm. and we believe it and make the proper applications to our lives, then that is saving faith. It is. That is saving faith. Now, so important for us to understand that really is knowing Christ bespeaks a lifestyle of dedication and commitment to him and to know him is to be one with him. And I think that's a lot of what Paul described there in Galatians 2 and verse 20, as you referred to just a moment ago. Yes. Now our question, 
that ought to be for all of us, and, and we particularly want to pose this to our listeners today. Do you know Christ? Or, more accurately, do you just know about Christ? Yes. Tough, tough question to answer. Takes a lot of honesty. A lot of soul searching. It sure does, and it might hurt it to can. answer it honestly. That's right. It can hurt. It really might. We need to answer that question, though, every one of us. And we need to keep asking ourselves that question on a regular basis. That's right. And that's part of that self-examination that we need to take part in regularly. Let's turn to John chapter 17. And would you read the first three verses there? Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That they may know you. Right. And that they may know Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Exactly. Now, in the earlier part of this study, and this has been going on again for several days, we made the point that Jesus said when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's right. And we looked at a number of different passages that identified Christ in one way or another as God. Yes. And so Jesus, and when he, this, this text in John 17, 1 through 3, the setting is the night of the, in, in the upper room, the night of his, the night of his betrayal. Right. And he's praying to God and he's praying A lot of this particular chapter, he's praying for his apostles, but then Mm -hmm. he's also praying for all followers Mm -hmm. who would come to him Mm -hmm. through his teachings and through the apostles' teachings. That's right. Very, very important. And so he prays that they will know God and that they will know Christ. Let's read Philippians 3 and verses 7 through 11 just quickly before we close today. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. What a great passage to kind of close on today. And that really emphasizes our need to truly know our Savior, not just know about him. Now, Dennis really want to encourage our listeners. If you would like to know more about Christ, please contact us. Ask for that Bible study Mm -hmm. that we would love to send you. It's absolutely free. Mm -hmm. Again, you may be thinking about your spiritual life right now. Don't let this opportunity pass 
take this step. And you can still make your own decisions yourself. Mm-hmm. But we can send this to you. It's absolutely free. We pay the postage. Mm-hmm. And you can get into a deeper study of your relationship with God and your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to study these matters more fully, right from the Bible, in the privacy of your own home, then contact us and request that free Bible study that we talked about earlier. You can receive it simply by writing to us at Sunny Slope Church of Christ, 3606 North 108th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68164. Sunny Slope Church of Christ, 3606 North 108th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68164. You can phone us at 402-498-8397. 402-498-8397. You can email us at sunnyslope, all one word, S-U-N-N-Y-S-L-O-P-E, at Church of Christ, again, all one word, sunnyslope at churchofchrist.com. You can visit us on the web at www.churchofchrist.com, www.churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link, and you can make your request that way. And again, this study is absolutely free. We'll even pay the postage both ways. You can also receive a copy of today's lesson on CD, also for free, and again, we'll pay the postage. Now, we'd love to have you do more, though, than just listen to this program and even to receive that Bible study. We'd love to have you come and worship and study and grow spiritually with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. We'd love to meet you and get let you get to meet us and observe a church that is simply trying to be the church of the Bible, nothing more, nothing less, a church where you can really come and learn God's Word. Bible classes begin every Sunday morning at 9.30, classes for virtually all ages, and all ages really do study the Bible, followed by worship at 10.30 each Sunday morning. Sunday evening worship begins at 6 o'clock each Sunday evening, and right in the middle of the week, a good time to stop and get your spiritual batteries recharged in the midst of all the busyness of what we do every week, midweek Bible classes every Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock. You're always welcome to any and all of our regular services. We hope to see you soon. Until then, read your Bible and may God guide you and bless you as you study His Word.